Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Holy cow, could there be any more news <laughs> coming down the pipe today? Just in my time from ending Grizz basketball practice at 2.30 till I get over here, we have the confirmation of Pete Carroll out in Seattle. We have the confirmation of Nick Saban retiring at Alabama. Yesterday, completely nonsensically, Mike Vrabel got fired in Tennessee, and everybody's on Belichick watch. I saw a great article in the Columbus, Ohio newspaper from 1980. Once upon a time, Nick Saban replaced Pete Carroll as the defensive backs coach at Ohio State University. It really shows you how long ago 1980 was. That's pretty crazy to think about in itself. But uh, I don't even know what to think of it all. I guess the thing is, is that when you're growing up, your parents tell you, no matter what in this world, all good things come to an end. And I think that's what sports continues to remind us. People's careers come to an end. People's coaching, all of that. And uh, I'm happy for Nick Saban. He gets to go out on his own terms. I also think with Pete Carroll, that it sounds like they're going to find a role for him in the organization in Seattle. I actually think he'll transition into that pretty seamlessly. That's all... On top of the news yesterday, this is I was I was texting with Kyle Hansen of MTN um, because we were talking about how football season is kind of finally in the rearview. I was like, "Hey, are you excited to go to some Grizz hoops on Thursday?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm excited, man." He's like, "Next couple of days, I'm just going to kind of hang out." And and uh, then of course I, I was trying to have uh, one of my friends over for dinner last night. We were trying to cook a feast, and and what happens? My phone starts going off right as soon as the dinner party walks in the door. Clifton McDowell, the quarterback for the University of Montana, he is into the transfer portal. So that is the news of the day locally, but uh, pretty crazy. That's all to say, we're going to talk a ton of Big Sky women's hoops right off the top here uh, around the Big Sky in women's hoops back for season number four. And Chris Redpath is in with me. It's Nuanas Now ESPN Radio, SWX, Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Hi, Krista. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, how are you doing? What's going on? Well, it's, I'm good. I'm good. You just covered a lot. I, know. I didn't know about the Pete Carroll news. Right? So, uh, wow, that's a that's a big one out of it, Seattle. It, it is certainly a big one. Uh, the, the Nick Saban news is enormous as well. Just because it, you know, Pete Carroll's an institution in Seattle, there's no doubt about it, but coaching movement is just such a huge part of the NFL. I mean, even the greatest, I mean, Pete Carroll's one of the great coaches in NFL history. He's gotten fired in the NFL multiple times. It's just the coaching movement happens all the time. 
The Nick Saban thing in Alabama is fascinating. How would you like to be the guy that has to come after Nick Saban? I mean, talk about ridiculous shoes to fill. That's like the job that nobody's going to want, even though everybody's yeah, going to want that job. So true. Well, I'll just say that I'm glad I won't have to watch Pete Carroll chewing gum anymore <laughs> on the sidelines. Well, Crystal's a big NFC West gal as a big-time 49ers fan. And uh, so... Uh, one of the rivals for the 49ers will have a, a, a new head coach for the first time in quite some time. 14 years is a good run in the NFL, though. It really is. It is. You've got to give him credit where credit's due. So, Coulter, I'm not a hater. I'm yeah, just yeah. not a fan of the Seahawks. <laughs> That's okay. It, uh, it comes with the territory if you're a 49ers fan. We're going to talk all the way around the big sky uh, because conference basketball is back upon us. We had this Summit League Big Sky Challenge last week. I think in premise, it's a really good idea. I think the timing of the scheduling was a little bit weird this year, but they got through it. And so we'll go through some of those results and then sort of give you a re-preview of what's coming up in conference play. A couple of the biggest storylines right now in the Big Sky Conference of Women's Basketball are uh, from around the uh, the state of Montana. Our number two, we're going to talk all things Frisco, all things SCS National Championship game. The main topic, what is the gap between South Dakota State and Montana? I heard a lot of people on Twitter saying the gap is huge. I've heard a lot of people saying maybe not so much. Brooks Nuanas was live in person there in Frisco, Texas, so he gives us a valuation of that, plus where Montana goes next with Clifton McDowell into the portal. What's the quarterback situation look like for the Grizz? I will say this. If you are a Grizz fan, follower, supporter, all of the above, buckle up because the the – the window right now, the NCAA, they have all these windows for recruiting and transfer portal and stuff. That all closed, except for there's this one little loophole. There's a five-day window for the players that played in the national championship game to get an extension to decide if they're in the portal. So by Sunday, if you don't have any announcements, you're good. But in the next couple of days, we're going to find out some news. I'm not saying there's going to be more Grizz in the portal, but this day and age, it's hard to say that there's not. I will say this. I really appreciated. Jackson Lee, who's a Phillipsburg native and uh, one of the Highway 1 boys, had a great season for the the Grizz. (laughs) He's got a little sense of humor. He did uh, a post on Instagram that was like, you know, I want to thank all my teammates and coaches for having a great season. And there's like, dot, dot, dot. And I'm definitely coming back next year. I love being a Grizz. He's like, gotcha. (laughs) And I was like, man, it does. You got to have some humor. You got to have some humor. And when I was first reading, I was like, there's no way. I was like, this kid's from Phillipsburg. This kid is like Mr. Grizz. There's no way this guy's leaving. And uh, he is coming back. But I I appreciated the humor, Jackson Lee, if by chance uh, you're listening. So we'll do that in the ESPN Roundtable. We'll also uh, talk some Grizz hockey live as well. Mike Anderson, Grizz hockey coach, will be in with us at 5.30 as well. And, of course, it's a Wednesday. That means it's a Wing It Wednesday, so we will have some free wings for you from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill coming up here uh, after a little while as well. So stay tuned uh, for that. We'll get into the big sky in just a minute, but a couple different things to ask you about. First of all, what did you think of the national championship game between Montana and South Dakota State? Oh, wow. That was just amazing run. Amazing run for this Grizzly team. And I I feel, Coulter, what, what you and I were texting, that I feel like the fumble and the fourth angle really changed um, the trajectory for Montana, which I know you don't necessarily agree with, but I just think that they came out and fought. There's such a physicality difference and size difference between South Dakota and Montana, and I just felt like they put them on their heels. They did. And I was, I'm was i just really proud of this team, and, you know, I'll always be a Grizz at heart, even though I do a lot of Big Sky Conference calling for many, many teams. It was neat to see how many fans and how many people supported down in Frisco. They never panned to the Grizz crowd on national television. I think the cameras were on the other side, but I know it was half the stadium. There was probably nine or 10,000 Grizz fans. No doubt, for sure. There, and that was just really neat to see. It was certainly uh, a spirited effort. I'm going to move you onto this mic just because I think this one we're getting a little feedback on it. So live radio at its finest. Just doing some quality control here while while we're in the, uh, the midst of this uh, segment. Uh, I don't want to hash out the Clifton McDowell thing too much right now because we do have a whole uh, second hour where we're going to talk quite a bit about it. I'll give you a couple notes on my my side of this thing. First of all, I was unsurprised by this. I don't think that really has anything to do with the specifics of the situation. I think it has everything to do with the fact that I'm unsurprised by anything anymore when it comes to all this portal stuff. I mean... I don't know. I, I guess I guess I'm contradicting myself now. I would have been very surprised if somebody like Jackson Lee was in the portal, but the, but I, I wasn't that surprised with McDowell only because you know he had a good year 
And um, he certainly, his, his insertion into the starting lineup was a huge turning point for the Grizz. The guy is also from long ways away, from Spring, Texas, right outside of Houston. He has been to a variety of schools already. I mean, Montana was his fourth school in fifth in his fifth year, and so now he'll be going to his fifth, fifth school. school. So, I mean, that's that's crazy in itself. Um, so, and, you know, I just think that there's a lot that goes into this, and I also think I don't want to just pile on, and I also don't want to be that person that's saying, oh, you know, we're better off without you or something like that. But I will say this. You could see the emergence of Kialili Ayat during the year, Bobby Houck does not put freshman quarterbacks into the game. He did with Ayat, and Ayat looked great. And I know it was only against Northern Colorado, it was in some other spots, but he looked great in the national championship game as well. And I know South Dakota State had rotated in some some uh, some backups and stuff like that, but regardless, the kid's potential is incredibly apparent. And I just wonder if Clifton McDowell, part of his thinking was, I'm not sure if I am going to be the man at Montana next year. And uh, maybe he wanted some sort of a guarantee, and maybe that wasn't part of the deal. And that's never going to be the part of the deal with Bobby Houck either. He wants everybody to compete for their positions. I was going to say, don't you feel like Coach Houck is never going to say, hey, everything is guaranteed? You're going to fight every year for every spot, every game, every week. There's no doubt. I mean, Colt Anderson told me a story about how when going into his junior year, he'd had a first-team All-Big Sky sophomore year. Going into his junior year, he didn't play so good during the first two weeks of the season. All of a sudden, he looks at the depth chart, and he's third. And he's like... What's going on? Wasn't I first team all league last year? And Coach Alex's like, yeah, you didn't practice very well last week. Better win your starting job back. That's how it goes. And Colt Anderson played in the NFL for nine years. So you're going to always have to compete uh, in Bobby Alex's program. Uh, we will come back to sort of what this means for Grizz football and, and uh, you know, just what Clifton McDowell meant to Montana this year and also why I think that bridging the gap is not going to be that difficult just depending on which way they go they do have a prospect within the program and i they also have a couple other young guys gage slider i thought from uh, Calspell glacier is a good looking prospect but then the other part is that bobby hawks brought in a lot of good transfer quarterbacks I mean, dalton steen was the newcomer of the year in the big sky conference uh he he was a great player for two years for the grizz lucas johnson when he was healthy was good and clifton mcdowell so they've they found ways to get transfers in here as well but i want to ask you chris your former college athlete this transfer portal era and transfer portal season and all the NIL stuff, it's really hard to wrap your mind around. I do see some parts that are good. I also see some parts that are really, really bad. Where are you at with all of it? Oh, I just, I, I really have to say, Coulter, I think team loyalty is of the past. Yes. At this point. And I, and I think that that's a sad part of the reality of college athletics. And it's very hard in a community like Missoula, Montana also, because the fans are so invested in these athletes. For sure. And they get behind them. They don't quit being a fan just one year to the next. So they follow all of these players all the way through. But specifically nil and transfer portal, it's just changed the game. It's allowed for more flexibility. It's allowed for certain players that maybe wouldn't have gotten a shot to not be hamstring, to be able to have the handcuffs off and be able to move around. But what I think we've seen, Coulter, is the college game has now become the professional game. That's right. And it's just completely shifted. You know, college was sacred. It was about getting an education. It was about almost being broke all the time. Nobody had any money. However, schools are are making money off of these athletes, Um, media deals. They're making a lot of money off of these kids. And so when I look at it from that perspective, a percentage of that now is going to the person who's earning it. Right. And did they have to be over the age of 23 to get that? I mean, a lot of athletes peak when they're in college That's due right. to injuries. Yeah, or totally. There's just no guarantees. So I think that we just have to shift our mindset um, entirely with the changes with Nell. It, it would be totally way easier for me to pallet if it was presented as and spun as and branded as semi-professional or professional sports because at this exact time this is not me being a curmudgeon this is definitive we have determined that the number one factor the overwhelming factor the primary factor and maybe the exclusive factor is money and that's really too bad but if that's the structure that you've come up with then the people that are working to produce the revenue deserve to get paid and so I, i agree with you i think that the kids are the ones earning all the money so they should be able to get some of that money. 
But on the flip side, like I was talking to our, our mutual good friend Jack McGillis, who's a he's a Division One basketball player, played uh, you know led Missoula Hellgate to a state championship, then went and played at Oregon State, came back, played for his hometown Grizz for a couple years, and like he said, he said, "You have your whole life to worry about money and making money." He was very much on your same page, like. Their college years are supposed to be the time of your life when you don't have any money, but no. it doesn't matter because you have all these friends and you have all these experiences and you're doing it for things like your teammates and the name on the front of your jersey and your friends and you're doing it to have fun. That's the part that's so disheartening to me. And I feel like those years of runs that the Lady Grizz had, yes. those championships were won on the blacktop out by Sentinel High School when we right. were just playing pickup games. We had each other's back. We were we'd play for hours, Coulter. And yes, we didn't have big <laughs> big amount of money in our bank accounts, but we had a basketball, we had a court, we worked some camps. Um, I just feel like that really led to the team chemistry. And so you see a different model now in college for athletics. Sure. I mean, we look at Sac State this last year. It was the rent-a-player model almost. And no Matt doubt. Campbell has since moved on from the big sky. He's doing great at TCU. Um, and so coaches that can work within that system and go pull these players, those are the programs now that we're seeing elevating. And I do think, though, we are seeing that culture, especially a culture of like positivity and love, still does matter. It does. It still does. Because look at what Danny Sprinkle's done. He's replicated his culture that he had at Montana State, at Utah State, and they are tearing it up. They beat Wyoming by 25 points last night. They're in the top 25. They're in the top 25. They're 14 and 1. I mean... It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I I, I, I have been meaning to. I know he's not listening right now, but uh, we'll get Danny Sprinkle on the show because I got to know more uh, from his perspective of this. But talking about being proud of a guy, so proud of that guy for for doing what he's done. We beat up on his Helena High Bengals last night for Hellgate High School, (laughs) and I had a Danny moment. I thought, you know what? I need to reach out to him. Obviously, he's very busy, but yeah, just a great guy. Super proud of him. No doubt. Chris Redpath in studio with us here on Nuanas now. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the uh, ESPN MT app. It is around the big sky in women's hoops. And we're actually going to talk some women's hoops here. Thanks so much to Laird Kelly Law Firm. Laird Kelly Law Firm strives for, for professionalism, excellence in everything they do. The firm's clients deserve the very best. And the attorneys at Laird Kelly make sure that they get that every single day. The firm is proud to represent individuals and businesses throughout the Western United States. They have so much prestige in all of their accomplishments as attorneys, but they can represent you in uh, both state and federal courts in Montana, Idaho, North Dakota, Wyoming, and Colorado, in addition to handling the following types of matters, commercial, personal injury, insurance litigation, professional negligence, family law, employment law, construction litigation, and business law. That's a lot of stuff. They are experts in all of it. To find out how more they can help you, visit LairdCowley.com. That's L-A-I-R-D-C-O-W-L-E-Y.com. Appreciate them for presenting the uh, Round the Big Sad Women's Hoops this week. Okay, one more thing before we get to the uh, the. I turned the page on the outline. I forgot I had one more question for you. Uh, Krista is a tried and true big time 49ers fan. They get the one seed, so they get the buy in the NFC. They have to play the winner of Monday Night Football. It's the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who would you rather well, play? We'll play the lowest seed left when the dust settles. Oh, okay, in, so they, in, they, in they the actually reseeded. Okay, yeah, okay. So, I mean, I think we still will play the, the winner, winner of, of that, that game. Right, right. Um, and it's just ironic. I have this conversation with my son, Evan, my 16-year-old, who is an absolute 49ers fan, too. Which team would we rather see? I, I think I have to say no Philadelphia. I don't want Philadelphia anywhere close to us. You know, they started the year 10 and one. And I know that they had some glips. They lost to the Giants, surprisingly lost to the Cardinals. For that sure. was such a weird game. Um, and the Seahawks. But I just feel like they're a team that, ah, it's just a loose cannon. You're just not sure. Where the Bucks? I mean, it's funny. I said Bucks to Evan and he said, what are, who are the Bucks? Like, I think about like the NBA, mom. Right, like, right, you're just, right. You got that all wrong. But I look at the fact that we beat Tampa Bay in week 11, and it was one of the most proficient games that Brock Purdy had. I mean, I think yeah. he literally threw like 21 for 25 passes. He had like 350 yards. I don't know. I just look at the success we had with Tampa Bay, and I look at where we're at, and I would rather see them. Coulter, long-winded answer. It's... It's, uh, it's fascinating because the Eagles on paper are one of the three best teams in the NFL. The Eagles, at one moment in time, I thought were the favorites to win the Super Bowl. But it's all falling apart on them, and, and nobody really can put their finger on why. Because it's not as if their schedule got harder. 
They lost that game to Dallas, and then they all of a sudden they lost to the Giants. They lost to the Cardinals. They lost five out of I mean, I mean yeah, they lost five out of six down the stretch. They are playing very poorly at, at this exact moment. But you, you never know if they can sort of recapture their top form. Let's talk about this uh, Big Sky Summit Challenge. I know we talked a little bit about sort of the logistics of all of it. It got thrown on the schedule a little late. That's why the timing of it's a little funky this year. But I do think it's a good thing overall moving forward because it helps the Big Sky schools, both at men's and women's basketball, get quality sort of uh, non-conference opponents from a peer league. I think that's better on the men's side when I look at it. When I look at the results um, of the Summit League Challenge, um, I do feel that that benefited the men more. However, um, we're deadlocked at 21 and a half points per league. Right. So it's going to come down to arm wrestling between commissioners. <laughs> so I thought that was actually kind of funny, Coulter. They don't take themselves too serious. Um, but when I look at these teams and the quality of play between the Summit League and the Big Sky, really similar, um, the level of play. And I felt like the Big Sky did a fantastic job matching up opponents based on what type of seating they were in each of their conferences. I do agree the timing was a little bit weird, but there was just no way to fit this in otherwise. So um, in a way, it was just this break from conference play and almost like a reset. So I think you just have to take those opportunities when they come and thought it was overall a good, good, lot. it was a good, uh, a lot of games of basketball, good quality basketball. So last Wednesday, last Saturday, when these games played out, here's their women's basketball scores from this Summit League uh, Big Sky Challenge. Montana State drilled North Dakota State 65-45. Northern Colorado falls 81-80 to Oral Roberts. Idaho beats University of Denver 60-51. Missouri, Kansas City, UMKC, they beat Portland State 75-56. St. Thomas all over Sac State 70-52. South Coast State, they are an offensive machine. 110-102 in double overtime against uh, Northern Arizona. That was a pretty entertaining game. Eastern Washington goes off for 96 points against Omaha and a 96-82 win. Montana, they hit 16 three-pointers and get a 74-61 win at South Dakota. I guess South Dakota and Missoula, excuse me. It was fun watching that with you. It was. It was very fun. I, I, I asked Brian Holsinger after the game, I said, what do you think of 44 three-pointer shot? And he was like, well, we made 16. I'm happy about that. I don't quite think we need to shoot 44. He said, that's maybe not our magic number. But the Lady Grizz are a really good shooting team. Oh, and they've, they've got the green light. They definitely do. North Dakota beat Idaho State to finish up that Wednesday slate 78-72. Then on Saturday, Eastern Washington beats North Dakota 72-65. South Dakota beats Idaho State 73-47. Uh, Idaho drills Chicago State uh, 80-52. Kansas City beats Weber 61-51. North Dakota State runs past Northern Arizona 99-73. So uh, 102 and then 99 given up by NAU during this thing. So that's uh, certainly probably a a point of emphasis this week for Lori Payne's squad. Montana beats Nebraska-Omaha 81-60. South Dakota State beats a shorthanded Montana State team 61-53. Northern Colorado gets past Denver, 59-56. St. Thomas beats Portland State, 62-44. And then Oral Roberts beats Sac State, uh, 56-51. Any of these particularly stand out to you one way or the other? Well, I really thought that I love that Montana game. I mean, I had fun watching it. It, it, it was really fun. stood out to me. I think Eastern Washington just turning the tables, you know, winning North Dakota and Omaha. I thought both of those games were great. I think that Aliyah Alexander, Jacinta Buckley, uh, Jamie Loetta, Millie Knowles, all these names that we've talked about seem to have big games, and they just solidified while they're, you know, why they are on top of the big sky. Um, so I think yeah, a few of these games just stuck out, uh, the level of competition. It was good to see some big sky teams get some wins. I also think there were struggles as well. And you look at Montana State with the split. But I think that they are impressive. They and are. And I'm telling you, I looked at, I took a deep dive into their squad, and I feel like they, you know, Coach Benford is really doing work down at Bozeman. Well, let's stay on that point. It's around the big sky. Women's Hoops is presented by Laird Cowley Law Firm. In line with their principles of professionalism and excellence, Laird Cowley takes a team approach to each case. Clients benefit from their collaborative process, attention to detail, and tenacity. The firm is able to handle all cases, regardless of size or nature. We'll tell you a little bit more about their team a little later on because they have experts in a variety of, of legal fields. But appreciate uh, Laird Cowley for presenting Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops this week with Chris Redpath in studio with me, Colter Nuanas here on Nuanas Now. 
Montana State was perhaps the team that I was the most curious about before the season began because when you have this stalwart focal point in Darian White, I mean, Darian White had the ball in her hands for 30 to 35 minutes a game for the whole last four years. I mean, she was the Energizer Bunny. Everything went through her. And she, and she was, uh, you know, I, I think it's pretty well known among our audience, my affinity for Darian White. I thought she was one of the great players I've ever covered in the Big Sky Conference. I just think, thought her tenacity and how hard she played her on and off ball defense was just is just unbelievable. So fun to watch. I wondered where they were going to turn without her. But then you also talk about like sort of just the spiritual leadership that Cola Badbear provided them. But they have figured out a way to rebuild, but they've gone through a ton of adversity already. We talked about Lexi Deaton, the Missoula Sentinel product, who was lost for the season before we turned the calendar. Uh, but they've been kind of up and down with injuries. Dylan Phillip, another one uh, but, out. But they've been they've done a good job so far, and I, I still think, even despite all of their losses and all their adversity within the scope of this season, I still think they're a team that could contend. Well, and when you look at when they played North Dakota State, they had that big win. That was their fifth straight win. They were holding opponents to under 51 points per game, and that has been Benford's consistent factor is the defensive side, and that is where they've been consistent, Coulter, and you can really see that. One of, we know this, one of Coach Ben's biggest drivers of her philosophy is depth. Keep fresh legs in the game so they can put on that defensive pressure. It's always been her game plan. But Montana State has executed. And we're seeing why this veteran coach, who is our longest standing coach, 19 years in the big sky, is really taking these players and putting them in the right positions to have success. To us now, ESPN Radio, we'll stick on the Montana schools. We'll talk more about the Bobcats, more about the Lady Grizzlies. I think that is actually the number one storyline in the league right now, how red hot Montana is. They've won seven in a row. They've won 10 out of 11. And uh, they have uh, they, they and Eastern Washington have the most wins in the league as we re-enter conference play. Around the Big Sky in women's hoops this week is presented by Laird Cali Law Firm. The head of the team is Corey Laird, who's been a great supporter of ours over the years. He is a AV preeminent uh, lawyer by Martins, Martinsdale Hubble, which is a peer-reviewed rating service. Corey is recognized as a super lawyer by Mountain State's super lawyers. Only the top 5% of lawyers uh, in each state are selected as super lawyers. And Corey has also been recognized as a rising star by Mountain State Super Lawyers. I know you've known Corey for a really long time. I have. You know, he has, has such an impressive family Um was raised on a wheat farm in north central Montana. And I really think that he learned the importance of hard work and accountability, Coulter, from just being raised on a farm. His parents, Rita and John, are just awesome. He's married to the former Bryn Hinkle. We know the Hinkle family pretty well. Of course. In Missoula, they have three kids, Spencer, Emmy, and Jack. And they're involved in so many community activities. They're a Missoula Loyola family. And again, Corey Laird, just, just a really good person in addition to being a incredible attorney. Loyola basketball rolling right now. The uh, boys moved to 9-0 and uh, two days ago. They just drilled Eureka. And then yesterday, we actually got preempted the last half an hour of this show because they showed the Loyola Arlie game. When I left the studio, it was 44-4. to <laughs> Loyola was just running up and down the court. Um, led by Gio Horner, who's a great uh, point guard there at Loyola. So um, certainly... Uh, lot to watch there with the Breakers and the Rams, so we'll update you on some high school hoops coming up here. But we'll stick with the Big Sky. around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath here on Nuanas Now. Back right after this. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is 
that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Takes like three minutes to get to the good part. Snoz now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MTF. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Joined by Krista Redpath in studio around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with Krista. Back for season number four each Wednesday. We'll go through uh, the entire league as the league continues to Unfold. It's sort of weird because we started this last week, but then we have no league games to recap this week because it was the Big Sky Summit Challenge last week. But now we do have games coming up. I, I do think that uh, a lot of the times our storylines are going to be centered upon the Montana schools because we know that uh, a, a giant part of our audience is here in Montana. But I do think that one of the main storylines in the league right now is just how well the Lady Grizz have played. The Lady Grizz, I thought, coming into the year had uh, – an unbelievable amount of talent, both in returning talent and in the talent that they were able to add. I thought their biggest question mark was going to be, how do they find roles for everybody? You never want to say injuries are a good thing, but I do think that having a couple less players have made the rotation sort of settle in. And I also think that the sacrifice of a couple players sort of forming into new roles has been huge as well. Uh, Montana's ridiculously fun to watch, especially if you like offensive basketball. What what have you thought of just uh, the Lady Grizz so far? Well, I I think, you know, this seven-game streak, it's the longest streak since 2015-2016. So uh, there's a lot to cheer about here in Missoula when you see the type of success that they're having. I mean, they're shooting close to 48% from the floor right now, and I'm not usually someone who throws out a ton of stats, but that is a number that stands out because that is entertaining basketball when you can put up that many shots and make them. I mean, I look, I watched their game against Omaha where they won by 20. They held them to 60 points. You have G Feller that comes up big. She gets her 18 points, shoots 7 of 10 from the floor, but you also have like a Macy Heward that has 14 points in a season high. She's down the list, Coulter. She's not even a starter. And she's coming in and giving them that type of offensive output. And I think what that shows is just the depth. And you're absolutely right. They lost a couple positions, a couple players, but they gained efficiency. Because if you look at Espen Miller-McGraw and MJ Bruno, they bring 20 more points a game to the Lady Grizz. And that's exactly where they had struggles last year. And that's what Coach Holsinger said he needed to recruit for. He had to find consistency offensively, and he's found it. And I think that the the glue of all of this is Gina Markson. Because Gina Markson is an all-Big Sky player. She has proven that she can be an all-Big Sky player on the ball, like she was at Idaho. All-Big Sky player playing off the ball, like she was last year, sort of playing ne- alongside Matt Coding as Matt Coding blossomed into the freshman of the year last year for the Lady Grizz. And now Markson's proven she can come off the bench and she can do both on and off the ball. She, to me, is just the thing that makes the whole thing go because of her abilities on both sides of the court. Well, she was in double figures against Omaha. She had 12. She had four assists, but... She's had 32 assists with just six turnovers in the last six games. Let that sink in to everyone that's listening and viewing right now. That's just an amazing stat right there. And I think that, Coulter, we saw Gina Markson take some time off from basketball. A whole year. She didn't touch a ball. So last year we saw pieces of her coming together, but I think she looks so much more confident and fluid out there and more comfortable in Coach Holsinger's system. And I think it's been remarkable to see that you have a starting guard in Matt Koning. You bring a Gina Markson in and you lose absolutely nothing. Yes. And that makes you a powerhouse in the big sky. When you don't fall off at that position, uh, there's expectations there. And again, we have a lot of conference left. But so far, when I look at personnel, they are the leaders. Matt Koning is such a great floor general. And she's coming along defensively. They had, they had to hide her more defensively than they have so far this year. She's getting better defensively. That's the toughest transition for anybody coming from high school to the college level, for sure. But Markson gives them such the ability to play awesome different lineups, too. Because she can come off the bench in for Koning, play on the ball. Now you have a great defensive backcourt when her and MJ Bruno are paired together. If she comes off the bench and comes in for Bruno, now you're playing her right off the ball, but she can also be that number one perimeter defender uh, on the defensive side. She just, I've just been so impressed with her, and it goes so far beyond the 
the offensive stuff. It's all about the defensive side of the ball. And, and I think that the Danny Barks deserves a ton of credit, too, because she's sort of that same sort of versatile player in the front court for Montana. Well, and I keep going back to the South Dakota game because you and I watched this sitting together. Uh, that was one of the greatest performances, even according to Coach Holsinger, that he's seen in his time. You know, she ended up, what was she, five for nine from the three-point line? That's I mean, right. She just exploded. And I have a thing with Danny. Every time I look at her, I say, shoot the ball. I just have this thing. I think she just has a great shot. And it's kind of funny. She laughs a little bit. I think maybe she even hears me on Media Row. Um, but 11 rebounds. Five offensive, Coulter. That's where she also has become a leader, is dominating on the glass. And that's that's been key for them. I will also point to the defensive side of the ball, which I've struggled with with this Montana team because we've seen some teams put up some points against them. Um, but they held... South Dakota to 61 points. So they threw up some different defenses in that second half, man to zone, some changing. They didn't allow South Dakota to get in, into any type of offensive flow. This is a team that won eight out of nine games before coming into Missoula, and they were just stifled. They were absolutely stifled. I was so fascinated by, because I do think the Lady Grizz have a ton of strengths. I think that their their strengths are based in, in their depth and talent, their ability to score in a variety of different ways, and I do think they're getting better at playing team defense. That said, I also think it's very fascinating that at least to this point in the season, we're almost about halfway done already with this season, they have been able to lure teams into playing their style almost exclusively. And you know, like if I the one way the one way I could think you could attack the Lady Grizz is just going at them in the rim and try to make up be physical, try to make up protect the rim. We haven't seen anybody do that. Whether it was even Gonzaga, Will Marymount, all these teams that have come to Washington or to uh, Dahlberg Arena. They have sort of played Montana's game. If you get into a shooting contest, a drive and kick contest with the Lady Grizz, they're gonna beat you. They really are. They're also playing at a fast pace. They are. Like they just, they really get up and down. I mean, MJ Bruno came out of the game with blood dripping down her chin. Um, I think she had to have stitches. She's um, tough. She's just one of those tough players. I like to see that though, Coulter. Not necessarily the the blood and the stitches thing, but just for just to have that edge. And that's been missing from the Lady Grizz. There is there needs to be a little bit of a chip when you're hosting and you're on your home court. And I feel like some of these players have really showed that um, they are in it to win it. And I think that that's something that is exciting for all these fans. There was 1,900 fans in Dahlberg Arena. That's a season low. I don't think Montana has ever had less than 2,000. <laughs> not for years and years, for but sure. But I'm telling you, that was so loud in there. They were in it. And that was really neat to see. We're on the Big Sky Women's Hoops. Here on Nuwana's now, Chris Redpath, our co-host today, as she will be each Wednesday throughout the basketball season. Lady Grizz on the road, as are Montana State women uh, this week. Uh, Lady Grizz play at Northern Colorado and at Northern Arizona. Montana State, the opposite. They play at NAU and at Northern Colorado. So that'll be uh, some of the, prime, the premier games in the league uh, this upcoming weekend. We'll get to more of the matchups here in just a little bit. But what, what else has sort of stood out to you here for the sort of the first half of the season? What other storylines do you like in the Big Sky right now? Well, I do have to give a shout-out to Mark Liptek, who is the play-by-play announcer. I think he's been the play-by-play guy for the duration of my life. Well, he's closing in on 400 <laughs> games for I mean, Idaho State. Ever since I even knew that there was a radio call for Idaho State, Mark Liptek's been on the call, man. He, he has called so many Idaho State games, and he is so great. The kaboom. I love it when he, when he does it. The amount of notes and information that he feeds us with, Coulter, and continually just loves on Idaho State women's basketball. It's just really neat to see. He, he is like the Idaho State women's basketball Hall of Fame in his head. Well, like he, he, can, he can literally tell you whatever you want to know. It's amazing. So he is going into the Idaho State University Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, great. He's Good receiving for him. the Lifetime Achievement Award. And I loved it when he told me, he said, you could have not me over with a feather, Krista. <laughs> I just, I loved it. There's two regrets he has. His mom is not alive to see it. She passed away last year, um, which is really sad. And also, his beloved Idaho State team will be at Weber. So they're not going to be able to see it. And Coach Seton Soboleski won't be there. So those were two whammies that he said. But again, just a really uh, a great honor for him. And I wanted to give him a shout out because he's done a lot for women's basketball. He certainly has. He's been a stalwart in the league. I, I really, I, I'm not kidding. I don't think I've known about the Big Sky in, in uh, women's basketball without Mark Liptak being a part of that. He's just been on the Idaho State call forever and uh, sort of an institution. And uh, we appreciate all the information he gives to us. And uh, congratulations to him for all of his great work and uh, for being so dedicated to something for for such a long time. He's certainly seen 
all sorts of different iterations, right? I mean, talk about fascinating times. You go from covering John Newley to Seton Sobolewski. Those guys are so much different, but they've had great success under both. Covered a lot of great players. I mean, Natalie Doma is one of the greatest in the history of Big Sky Conference Women's Basketball, but they've had a ton since then as well. So uh, certainly the modern, especially history of Idaho State women's basketball has been very good. And so He, he remembers everyone's birthdays. Like I think of like <laughs> Sailor Grandin and Grace Kenyon's random birthdays that I have in my head because of Mark Liptek. It's, it's amazing. One of the best follows on Twitter is, is the Mark Liptek birthday diary. He, oh, for sure. He's got the happy birthday to this person. He remembers everybody's birthdays. It's, uh, it's awesome. That's what makes the Big Sky great. Some of the people that have been in the league forever and ever. And uh, I don't... I know in this new day and age, we're so obsessed with, you know, what's next and fancy technology and all this stuff. But institutional knowledge is something that's irreplaceable. And that's something that this league has in spades, especially at certain institutions. And uh, I hope we appreciate it. It's a relationship league. No I question. mean, if, if I can reach out to all the head coaches and they're so great to me, they get right back to me. Sports information directors, we're so fortunate to have Joel Carlson and also Tom Schultz over in Bozeman. They get right back to us with information no and they really believe in their teams and their programs. We're just really fortunate to have that level of coverage for the Big Sky Conference. No doubt about it. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with the Krista Redpath here uh, in studio with us. It's presented by Laird Cowley La. Not only is Corey Laird the leader, but he has an entire team that can help you with pretty much any type of law you ever might want. Corey and his partners, Jane Cowley and Sarah Berg, who've been consistently selected by their peers for inclusion in the Best Lawyers in America Women in Law and Family Editions, along with four associates, Joseph Weaver, Lindsay uh, Molino, oh, I'm saying that okay, Sarah McLean, and Riley Wavra are ready to serve all your legal needs. To get a hold of them, you can call them 406-541-7400 or visit LairdCowley.com. More, including previewing some of the upcoming matchups in the Big Sky Conference and Women's Hoops this week. Right after this, keep it right here It's ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. Well, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuanas, Chris Redpath, coming to you around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. Big Sky Conference action. Back uh Starting tomorrow evening, and uh, here is your matchups. This week, by the way, it's presented by Laird and Cowley Law Firm. Uh, here's the way it's going to play out tomorrow night, and uh, then we'll give you some of the matchups on Saturday as well. Thursday night, you got Sac State at Weber State. Montana is at Northern Colorado. Montana State at Northern Arizona. And Portland State uh, at Idaho State. And then... Uh, on Saturday, you got the, basically the inverse of that. Montana will play at NAU. Montana State will play uh, in Greeley at Northern Colorado. And uh, Sac State will go to Idaho State. Portland State will go to Weber. I'm interested in this. Uh, oh, I'm interested in a couple of these games. I'm interested in this Montana-Northern Colorado game because Northern Colorado has been a team that's been consistently uh, in the top half of the league. They have uh, been sort of in a rebuild the last couple of years. Um, they were hit hard by the portal. Um but they still have one of the premier players in the conference in Hannah Simital. She can really do it all. She can score at all three levels. She's also one of the best free throw shooters in the country. And she's just sort of like an iron woman. She she never really comes out of the game. It was kind of her show last year. Her her and nine freshmen was basically the story of last year. So what have you thought of Northern Colorado? Uh, have they been able to make strides this they year? They had some really good wins in non-conference. Mm-hmm. Omaha, Utah State, Denver. Yeah. Uh, but they have only had one conference game. They lost to NAU uh, 76-72. And honestly, Coulter, that game was tied with 20 seconds left. And we're talking about NAUs at the top of the conference. So yeah. there isn't a lot of difference between some of these teams. I do feel like on any given night, anyone could beat anyone, maybe with the exception of Weber. 
Um, Darren Hickok's quite a player, but she man, is. They, they're struggling this year. For sure. Um, but I do think the play of Delaney Byrne, who she's, you know, averaging 15 points. She's also leads the league in rebounding and eight and a half rebounds per game. I'm really impressed with her last year. So I'm glad to hear that she's taking another step because she's a really tough, no, hard nosed player. You can't, you can't you can't hide that out there. No, and she's also she also is very very uh, tough minded though too. She plays with a really high motor. So I feel like if you have a guard like Hannah Simital and then you have a big like Delaney Byrne that's pretty agile and again is able to score some points, um, you you've got a couple players there. And Kristen Matteo, I mean she she's again she's in her third year. So we've got this group of coaches, you know, Chelsea Gregg, Kristen Matteo, Brian Holsinger that are in their third year. They're starting to get their own players in their program. For sure. And I think that you'll see them, you know, last year they won a game. They were a number nine seed, but they beat Weber State in the opening round before falling to NAU. Um, but I, I looked at UNC as being one of those middle-of-the-pack teams that can make some noise. It's been sort of a different rebuild than most of the other coaches that are in that same scenario. Chelsea Gregg took over like an NCAA tournament team, but then they had so many circumstances outside of basketball that made it really hard at Portland State. Brian Holsinger, that just comes with all the pressure that's surrounding the Lady Grizz. Eastern Washington, you just knew they were going to be able to get it going because they've always been solid. They've always been able to get players there. Jody Gleason has a great... Yeah, I left her out of that third I year. I mean, and she, she's had a great style to oh, recruit yeah. to. And you can yes. tell. I mean, they've, they've figured that out pretty quick. Uh, Chris Matteo had uh, maybe the most unique circumstance, though, because she had this player to build around in Alicia Davis, but then she left. And that sort of left them high and dry, and they've they sort of had to pick up the pieces and move forward from that. They basically had to remake their whole roster last year in year two rather than in year one. So we'll see what sort of uh, progress they can make. Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops this week, presented by Laird Cowley, Attorneys at Law. Professionalism, excellence, experience, relationships. That's what you can expect from Laird Cowley. Visit LairdCowley.com to learn more. How about this Montana State NAU game? Because NAU, you're right, they're the defending conference champions. They've been, they were good in the non-conference, but then they they gave up almost 200 points last week in this Summit uh, Big Sky Challenge. That's also a matchup of two of the uh, defending champions in the league. They were co-champs last oh, year. Yeah, so, okay, thank you for springing that up because they were picked number one and two, South Dakota State and North Dakota State. So they had right. a tough totally. matchup yep. in the Summit League. I would argue that NAU had the toughest They draw. definitely had the toughest one, but now there's a rematch of the Big Sky champions of, in Montana State and Northern Arizona and Flagstaff tomorrow night and sort of a reunion of sorts because there's several gals from Montana State formerly that are now currently with Northern Arizona, Grace Beasley and Leah Beattie. So that's a fascinating fold as well. We're not really used to experiencing it. I guess Gina Markson kind of did it with against Idaho in we recent years. We have seen that a lot in interconference. We definitely have not. So what do we think of this one? I mean, you're talking about contrasting styles. NAU loves to get up and down this Bobcat team. They want to kind of just grind it out. You mentioned their defense. Well, again, I mean, NAU, they, they do not, they have a green light as well. Lori Payne really believes in her players. She, she's such a good relationship builder. And you could see that with her relationship with these players. I'm surprised. I mean, Sophie Glancy is our leading scorer right now um, underneath, which I know she can put up points, but she's also shooting like 53% from the floor. So she's proficient. Um, she's she's doing a good job underneath. I, I'm, I'm unsurprised by that, honestly. I know they play a style that's a lot of perimeter-oriented. Sophie Glancy was feasting in Missoula last year. I was watching this young lady. I'm like, this, this gal has top-level footwork for being a true freshman. And now here she is as a sophomore. I mean, Lori Payne said it on this show. She said, for this young lady, the sky is the limit if she keeps on working. So uh, not surprising that she's having a great breakout sophomore year. You look at Rodaba, she's very solid. And then let's talk a little bit about Leah Beattie. I mean, this was a player that put up over 3,000 points at Midland Classic Academy, her high school. That's what she does. She That's scores. Right. Okay, I, it, she goes to Bozeman. They have a lot of collective success. Maybe she doesn't find her way, but she makes her way to NAU. Well, I mean, she and was still she still had a great NAU. she still oh, she had a great career at Montana State. She was the reserve of the league last year, right? Um, but I think she's really found a home at Northern Arizona, and I, I do think you know she's averaging just over ten points a game, and I think you're going to continue to see a player like that on the rise, Grace Beasley. Jury's out. We haven't seen her play a lot because she didn't get on the floor at Montana State. Right. She just didn't. She wasn't going to play ahead of Darian White. Right. Um, but I do think that she, you know, we've talked about this. Lori Payne had big shoes to fill, Coulter, with yep. losing Regan Skank. So I think that we'll see Grace Beasley coming along. And then the Moran sisters, they combined for 15 points a game. And they're both athletic, and they can get up and down the floor. And so I look at NAU as having quite a few weapons. This will be quite a showdown 
between Montana State and NAU? Uh, I know an Eastern uh, off. Uh, for Thursday's night's game. So the other two, what do we think of these? I mean, Sacramento's a mystery to me. Weber's sort of in a, in a rebuild mode. Um, but that just seems like one where either side, depending on what the result is, that could that could certainly build confidence within uh, two uh, programs under first-year coaches. With Eastern and... Well, no, with, with, I'm talking with Sac and Weber State. I mean, you got two first-year coaches oh. going at it. That just seems like a game where... It, it could be something that projects you forward, right? You can go get a conference win. Both these exactly, teams are sort of Coulter. mysterious, yes. right? Yes, and I think it's it's like just getting some success, right? These are both programs that have struggled this year. Um, don't know a ton about Sac State yet. We totally. just haven't seen them play. You know, we've, we've seen Darren Hickok. We know, you know, honestly, Weber State has not had the turnover. They continue to get the same players under even Valeda Harris. Sure. They kept their squad. But I think someone's going to get a win. So that's a good thing for either of those teams. Uh, no doubt. And how about Portland State, Idaho State? Any thoughts on that? Well, I, you know, Portland State has been up and down, mm-hmm. and they have just really struggled with putting together four quarters of consistent basketball. I do think you can't take away Esmeralda Morales, preseason MVP. She can deliver the ball, she can shoot the ball. Um, I think they're just still trying to find their way. And um, Cinco McCartney is a big part of that. Um, Laura Wanger, this new transfer that's in that's big. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to they're gonna surprise some people, but they're going to be up and down this year. It's going to be fascinating to see how it all plays out. We'll have much more defined impressions as this continues to go along. It's been a little bit interesting of a start to all this because of sort of the uneven nature of non-conference scheduling and then this week of non-conference games in the midst of conference games and the opening weekend had some uh, sort of inequitable matchups as well like with Weber State coming to Montana I mean there's sort of expected to be in rebuild mode while Montana, Montana State's supposed to be a couple of the top contenders so we'll uh, we'll know more about this because I think uh, this is always how it goes. This is sort of college basketball in a nutshell now, right? You don't really know about the teams until February because everybody has so many new faces. So true. And everyone's been focused on football in Missoula. So I'm going to be honest, like basketball is kind of taking a back seat. I do think this Northern Colorado um, Greeley Flagstaff trip is tough. It is. You're covering a lot of ground and lots of travel, adverse uh, you know, just some adversity that you have to face when you're on the road. So I think you're going to see a true test for these Montana schools after sweeping the opening games here at home. You know, they'll be tested on the road. Chris Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas here on Nuanas Now. It's around the big sky and women's hoops this week presented by Laird Cowley, attorneys at law, professionalism, excellence, experience, and relationships. That's what you can expect with Laird Cowley. Visit LairdCowley.com to learn more with any and all of your legal needs. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. ESPN Roundtable, Brooks Nuanez joins us to talk all things Frisco. What is the gap between South Dakota State and Montana? We don't think it's as big as some people think it is. Where do the Grizz turn after Clifton McDowell hits the transfer portal? That's all next. Plus, we have some Grizz hockey with Mike Anderson. Keep it right here. It's Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 